Hi, welcome 2209. This is David Wise. It is June 9th, 2020. Good morning. This is Lavinia. Good morning. This is Angie Bonetta. And I'm your guest, Curtis Johnson, CJ. And I'm Jason Jackson. So we are now back in session after COVID-19 shutdown, um, restarting our podcast. A lot has happened in the last couple months. Um, Today we brought in CJ. Um, I really appreciate you being here considering we're still in that weird area of the COVID-19. So thank you for taking your time to join us. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, originally uh, born and raised in Chicago. I uh, moved to Fort Wayne in 82, uh, finished high school here, graduated from Wayne High, left there, went to the military, served in the uh, United States Marines. Thank you for your service. Yeah, thank thank you. you. for your service. Um, let's see here. I, um, I became a nurse. I was a nurse before I worked for General Motors, and um, I started here at General Motors uh, in 2013. I joined the Civil Human Rights Committee and um, the rest is history. So, <laughs> Or present actually yes. too. Yes. Um, so why did you decide to get active in the union? I always believe there's a strength in numbers and um, with everything that's been going on and our union a lot of the unions, I should say, have been uh, reduced. I mean, you used to have millions back in the day. Now it's, mm-hmm. we're down to hundreds of thousands now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like I said, with the auto, um, the auto workers and things like that, I just think there's, we, we got to have that bond. They had to have that strength, that solidarity. And um, basically to pick up where our leaders left off, mm-hmm. even before us. You know, and, and like I said, we just strengthened numbers, and I wanted to continue the collective bargaining, and so we can continue to have all our benefits. And um, like I said, you never know that torch has been passed down for many years. You know, you, you have to be prepared for if and when that torch may be passed to you, so you can pass it on down to the next generation. So um, I'm, I'm curious, is do you serve on any other committees at this time, no, or no, just uh, civil human rights? Okay. And, um, you know, like in the, in the words of the old uh, great Walter Ruther, he always said that there's no greater calling to serve your brother and no greater satisfaction to have done it well. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. Yes. That's, that's why we're, you know, we're here and that's why I, I'm with the union. So you're a first generation? Yes. For the UAW. My father on it was still uh, union workers. Okay. Same here. And so it's kind of crazy because I'll relate with that because I didn't know that you came in in 13. So I didn't know your history per se, mm-hmm. but you lived here in Fort Wayne and watched all the union shops close mm-hmm. just like I did. So being a part of the UAW now after the harvester closed and just watching how it adds to our community, like a lot of people that have transferred here or not from here, they don't understand how that's changed a lot for our city right. over the years. 
So that's really interesting. So you said Civil um, and Human Rights Committee, mm -hmm. but you're not just a member of that committee. No, I'm the chairman. Yeah, and what does that mean? And how long have you been the chair? I've been the chair now four years, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's four years. It's not just the member, you are the chair. So mm -hmm. you can give us a lot of insight on what this committee is. Why do we have a Civil Rights Committee what does that benefit for our members? Yeah, Civil Human Rights is a central guardian of a no discrimination policy for our union. Members of this committee fulfill the local union's commitment to assure members full rights, regardless of religion, race, creed, color, sex, political affiliation, or nationality, age, disability, marital status, sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. Uh, we're just a flat-out no tolerance, and we stand by that. Our, our CEO, Mary Barra, uh, reiterated this, uh, her latest memo that just came out last week after the uh, George Floyd uh, circumstances. So can, like, a member put in a call to speak to somebody if they feel something has happened? or They, they can, but we'll... There's ways you have to do that now. If someone, it's a process, If right? someone were to call me and, and tell me something, I would cut them short, and I would let them know, document everything that you're getting ready to tell me, and then you have to contact your committeeman. Because it has to go through the committeeman first, and then from there they'll take it to either the shop chair or union president. From there, they'll decide whether or not the uh, Civil Human Rights Committee needs to get involved and do an investigation. So our, this committee is beneficial to everyone in the plant, also outside the plant? No, just inside the plant. Inside the plant? And that's what I was kind of wondering, too. You know, like a lot of people don't understand, well, what's that like? Well, yeah, see, a lot of people think that the civil human rights is like every other committee. Uh, we're not a community committee. We're more of a legal right. uh, committee here. So, But we do uh, fundraisers and things like that. Uh, we assist and uh, support other committees, but as far as like with uh, like with CAP and, and education, and, and they get out and do all the stuff. And we don't do it. We're small group, very small group. Right. That is nice to know that you know that's in the plant. Like we have somebody to protect that. Most non-union shops don't have something like that. That's right. right. So that's and, good. And it makes I, I think that it makes it like a little less strong. It, the civil rights gives you a little bit more strength for yes. you know to go around. So now, if every place was union, you know they'd have that protection. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so historically, um, what has the civil and human rights committee been involved with? Uh, historically, um, our committee has attended and shown solidarity with the march on the uh, Pettus Bridge in Selma. Uh, we also did the march on Washington. Uh, we marched, we had a member that did a march in uh, St. Louis, Missouri for the Dred Scott decision that was made, uh, but anyway. <laughs> um, also, um, so if someone's not familiar with it, why don't you just explain? Well, the, the, the Dred Scott um, decision went, goes back to St. Louis, Missouri was a considered a free state for slaves. and. The slave owner brought him there. Scott, you know, dress got there. So when you're there, he considered himself to be free. 
Well, it didn't happen that way, so he sued. And uh, he, you know, he went to court and sued. It was um, Scott versus the state of Missouri, and uh, then he also went to the Supreme Court. Both times he's lost, and he was reason being was because they said that at that particular time it wasn't the Constitution that uh, African Americans, blacks were. The Constitution was not meant for us. It was. It wasn't written for for blacks. So, so that's how that that's how that went. So, but there was a march on on that uh, years ago. So, uh, we had a member to go and do that. And um, let me see. We also had the um, the international UAW uh, civil human rights was instrumental in the release of uh, Nelson Mandela. Uh, we celebrate uh, locally at at uh, Parkview Fieldhouse for the 50th anniversary of I Have a Dream. We did that uh, in 2013. Um, we've attended the 50th anniversary of the assassination of MLK in Memphis. And this year we're looking, to, uh, looking forward to attending the 57th anniversary of the March on Washington headed by MLK III and Reverend Al Sharpton on August 28th of this year. So there's so much that we're, we get involved with, with our local and international um, to back um, and to continue to fight for um, civil and human rights. Um, and I know when I went to Black Lake, I met Brother Shepherd, who um, I sat at like a fireside chat um, and I had no idea he had walked with MLK, and I was like, wow, or that he even wrote part of his I Have a Dream speech at the Solidarity House. So I was like, it just opened up my eyes on how many different avenues um, the UAW is involved in. We have a bunch of different affiliates, correct? Mm -hmm. um, what are some of our affiliations? Well, we're um, affiliated with the NAACP, the MLK Club, the CBTU, LACLA, AFL-CIO, CLU, APRI, LGD, LGBTQ. So just real quick, my, my question is, so has, have you guys thought of getting involved as far as this George Floyd protest is going or have you guys made like any type of stance on it? Or? I, I'm waiting for something to come down from International, UAW International. Uh, like I said, Mary Barra put a statement out for General Motors. Right. Um, I've already contacted the union president, Holly Murphy, and um, asked her what can be done. But like I said, I know we have to wait for something to come down from International. Right. To uh, give us the okay to do it locally. Perfect. Because. I definitely would like to say that Union right. Lake would be very interested in joining you guys. Yeah, because we're, you know, we're thinking about um, the t-shirts, um, you know, Black Lives Matter or I Can't Breathe, something like that. Just something, you know, to reiterate what's going on out here. No violence, stop police brutality, any, something that acknowledges what's, what's happening out here. In the exactly. World. So um, there is going to be a blackout date. Have you heard of the blackout? Well, it's a blackout week, actually. It's going to go from July 1st through July 7th. No, I Have you heard of that? No. Okay. Yeah, it's a movement to, uh, I guess it's like to kind of make 
the point that you know that African Americans do contribute to the economy, and yes. that yes. because as though though we're looked at as a minority, we are actually becoming a majority. So it's like if we all stick together, and this is not like racially biased. It's like I'm on this, and I've invited everybody that's on my Facebook page pretty much. You know, it's just like a blackout date. So it's like from the 1st to the 7th, you either, you know, you contribute to either black-owned businesses or you don't contribute at all at that time. Okay. So it's like kind of like stocking up and getting ready for, like, a coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go out and get, and get your gas and stuff like that in advance so that you can, yeah. Okay. okay. But I didn't know if maybe you guys knew about I'll it. I'll definitely or, support that, and I'll make sure sure that the uh, our committee knows about that as well wonderful yeah i think i think i seen something on facebook where it has a list of all the uh, black owned businesses in fort wayne mm -hmm. yeah i was going to ask is there a list of these black owned businesses actually i can when i get done when we get done today i can go online and okay. add you i don't i don't know how many people i was just clicking people and just Got kept it. going you know so okay i'll definitely add you to the blackout week um page so Thank that you, you can see it and that's a big week because it's a holiday weekend. Yeah. So and that's I mean, why they picked it. Yeah. That's why they picked it because um me myself I'm going to start celebrating Juneteenth myself. You know, I'm not I'm no longer going to be celebrating the 4th of July, so it's just going to be another holiday. Right. You know, I'll on the 4th of July it is requested that you wear black, all black on that day as a blackout date. So I will be wearing my black instead of my red, white and blue. Technically our Yeah. Technically our 4th of July is Right, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm going to celebrate. You know, I'm. It's been like I guess the more it's to me, it's like this this whole George Floyd thing has turned back, and it's looking like the MLK pro the MLK right. because you're finding you know like a lot of people are marching again, and you get a lot of marches, and you're getting a lot of protests and. It's just like history repeating itself. Like we went backwards, now we gotta come forward again. But not to get off what we're talking about here, the thing with the uh, George Floyd, it's um, it's 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 different than it was when MLK did his march, because um, then you know a lot of whites were cautious. They may have agree with them, but they wasn't gonna be disowned by their families and and be. You know, but now they're friends. out. But see, they're out they're front. Out. They're out front, two, and that's beautiful. Two, I absolutely two love it. Interracial relationships now. Um, yes. And people get along. We, people work together now. Say so we didn't have that in the fifties and sixties. Yeah. And so now it's um, it, it's, it's it's a lot stronger. It's a lot larger. Oh, definitely. So people people are coming to get people that are coming together now. This is the largest it's ever been, and. Um, it's crazy because I sat back and I literally just watched protests on TV and cry like <laughs> I'm a talk, I'm a cry baby. So I just sat there and I just cry. I'm like, oh my god, that is so beautiful. And, and I, I, I you know, every commercial when the uh, <laughs> daughter is on top of um, uh, Jackson's shoulder and she said, "My daddy changed the world." Yes, that one and got me like, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just instantly started crying. Um, <laughs> so right now, I know that, and I just seen it this morning. Um, that uh, the UAW, our international president, um, released a statement, but we haven't gotten any word down from them how we are gonna react locally or any partake at 
right at the moment. Right at the moment. So, yeah, I haven't got um, any word yet. I was hoping to get to get it before this interview. Um, mm -hmm. So hopefully I'll have an answer by that. And time. most of us are just coming back into work. So there's right. so many different touchy subjects um, about just work, health, and safety for taking them time. Because I know when we do come out with a, a game plan, it's going to be pretty solid. You had talked about some different things that you do, like fundraisers and whatnot, but you guys have an MLK award each yes. year. Um, can you give me some information, give us some information on that? Um, what is it? Why do we do it? Is well, there a history of it? The MLK award recognizes and identifies our peers, our coworkers, and our neighbors for outstanding and significant contributions um, in the brother and sisterhood. Things that they've done, like an outstanding job go over and beyond in the workplace or out in the, in, out in the public. Good example, year before last, I will use Steve Lanier. Steve does a lot. He does a lot inside the plant. He's always the helping hand or giving some advice. How about outside of the plant, the American Legion, Post 148. And he's, he's always doing something to help out. So someone noticed that. And every year around November or so, we have applications that will be here at the hall. If you know someone that you feel has been going over and beyond in and outside of work uh, to better the workplace and better our community where we live, then you'll nominate that person and you'll write a resume up on that person saying this is the reason why you feel this person should be nominated for this award. And then it'll come back to our committee, we'll go over it, and then we'll take a vote and see who fits, you know, fits best. And, mm -hmm. And then we'll present that award in February for doing the uh, MLK's uh, birthday and holiday. I know James Burgess want, got the award this year. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean... it's my mentor. I, yeah. <laughs> and I was actually at Steve's and James um, when they got their award. And it is really heartfelt. And I didn't realize there was a nomination period that you could just nominate somebody you know. It's... It's sad to say that it's been out there for a while, and the civil human rights. Also, I'm glad that you guys asked me to do this here. We, they don't. A lot of people don't know what we do and, and, and what we stand for. And when we have awards like this here, people are like, "Okay, what's it for?" and, and all that. And now they can actually hear and, and understand that. You know, in November, someone could be coming down and say, hey, you know, this brother here or this sister here has been, you know, doing stuff since I've been knowing them. Mm -hmm. I like to see, you know, nominate them. And, and like I said, we've been doing this for a while, but we'll get maybe one or two. Usually come in late mm -hmm. at the last minute. Someone will hurry up and throw one in. Because with James, believe it or not, he was the only one that we had last year. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. So we have we'll, we'll have to keep in touch because one of our big things is we're going to try and keep in touch with all of the committee um, chairs, get their information, put it on the air um, so we can get it out there. So more of our members know that this is available. This is a time. So with that saying, like you did say you have like some fundraisers that you guys do. Yes. Um, what kind of things do you guys usually do? We, um, we always do like raffle baskets and things like that. Um, like we have our, we, we do the MLK awards. So we try to do like a little raffle for that so we can 
for our plaques and mm -hmm. my plaques and uh, we pitching for the food for the committee they wanted to eat. Members to eat rather, I'm sorry. And then um, uh, we do a roast, uh, annual roast. Uh, last year we did Tara Bradley. Um, this year here was gonna be Brother Hines, but anyway, it's, it's gonna be his uh, his turn this year, but because of everything that's going on, we're going to probably push that to next year. Okay, that's what I was going to yes. say. Because I wasn't going to question you on dates of anything yeah. yet, because everything is kind of free-flowing right. right now because of COVID-19. Um, so whenever uh, we get some updated information or we know more, I mean, we can't really right. stay in contact with us. We're always checking up here, too. We want to get that information out to our members and with communicating with members. So now that um, some of our listeners have kind of understand maybe more what this committee is all about, like if somebody wants to join, how can they join? Or if someone is not fully committed to join, is there a way for them to help volunteer yes, or what can we do? Yes, you would come over to Union Hall here, put in an application with Holly or Erica. Mm -hmm. And they'll inform you that, um, well, inform us that you know someone that put it in, and then they'll come to our meeting and take it from there. If they're saying they're not going to be able to do certain things or whatever, then we can say, hey, well, maybe you can help out on our setups for when we have, like I said, the road the store. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we go out and help out every year for Labor Day, the Labor Fest. Mm -hmm. You know, we can put them on that list to do that. And, there's always something for them to do. Um, the thing is, like I said, we're not a community. Well, we're not a community um, committee. It's more of a legal. So you know, you're, you're bonded. So you have to. You can't talk about what we're something that's going on and then go on the plant and say, hey, you know, we're doing an investigation on so and so and so. And, can't go home and talk to your spouse and everything about what's going on that's uh it's very private so you have to be careful and you said legal so you guys have like your own bylaws and well the civil human rights have bylaws and constitutions that we have to go by uh you'll get training on that you'll they'll send you to black lake uh you'll get diversity courses you have to take um there's there's a lot mm -hmm. that you have to you have to understand and, and know before you just jump right in there and say, Hey, I'm I wanna be on an investigation team and all that. There's there's steps. It is protecting our civil and human rights. Exactly. Um, which is so important. So if you wanna get involved, contact the hall, come down to the hall. If you wanna help out with anything that they're doing a uh, volunteer for some of their setups or if you're interested in nominating someone when that period is up please get involved please do that um how often and do your meetings usually meet like we have our meetings every month uh, an hour before our general meetings and uh and, and you don't just have to be with the uh, civil human rights here at the, at the plant i mean like i said we've got we're affiliated with NAACP, CPTU, um, we're affiliated with other uh, committees. I mean, good example, I keep bringing 
Steve's name up. He's not a member of the uh, civil human rights, but he's with uh, the Post uh, uh, 148 American Legion, and he's with the NAACP. Uh, we have people that's with the CBTU that's not in civil human rights. So you don't have to be exactly like in the civil human rights to be a part of the civil human rights. There's a lot of avenues to get in and out of this area. So. <laughs> Um, if you want to find out more information, we do have information in our UAW Constitution book. Um, it is Article 26 and it's page 66 through 67. There's also information and in some affiliate research links on UAW.org or on the UAW app. You can always stop in at the hall. Um, if you want to pick up some information too, you can talk with the union president, uh, Holly. She's got our a copy of our constitution and our bylaws. If someone wants to read over that or get a copy of it, see if she has an extra copy for you. Is there anything else you want to? You think is important that you need to talk about with? I, I that we might not. It's, it's the same thing I, I I preach all the time and. I just believe that we have to come together more and we have to be more diverse. This, yeah. And with that being said, um, I can remember being at um, Black Lake for, mm -hmm. for something in a, one of them classes. A lady had said, you know, her civil rights un union was not very big because this is how she quote unquote, they believed that it was just for black people. It's not. It's not. That needs to be... You know, because I touched on it real quick, <laughs> the misconception That's right. that some people may have. This is a unified, impartial committee. You don't have to be African-American right. to join this committee. You don't have to be straight. And exactly. Our committee, we've got Hispanic, white, black, gay, straight. We, everybody's Everything, right. And they're all on our investigation team so I don't want anyone to ever feel that if something's going on well I don't want to go there because they're all black or no one on there is, is, is gay or something like that there's someone for you that make you comfortable who you feel like you wouldn't need to interview with even if it wasn't I mean it's just you can there's always that first person that's right you know always you can be that we're first open, person yeah, all of to us, all of us cross are, that threshold open right mind. we're all over mind Right. I just wanted to get that out there because there is a misconception yes, some is. people have in their heads. So we get that clear You're right now. Right about that. Right. Since you started working at GM and you got involved with the union and then you got involved with the Civil and Human Rights Committee, how has this changed or impacted you over the years? Well, joining the Civil Human Rights, it motivated me to get back into the NAACP. I was a youth when I was in NAACP many years ago. Um, after, you know, being around uh, James Burgess, um, my ex, uh, my late uh, president, past president, I should say, uh, Larry Gist for the NAACP. Um, that's, by the way, I'm the third chair for the NAACP here for local okay. in 
Fort Wayne. Um, it, it, that just pushed me to do more out in, in the uh, out in the public. So I I got back into the NAACP. I got with the uh, CBTU, the Coalition of Black Trade Unionists. Like I said, to me, I'm one person. But like I said, it, the more we get, the stronger we will be, and, and that that movement will continue to push forward. It's when when you stop getting members and you, you stop trying to move forward, that's when things die. Mm -hmm. So I just believe, especially me now being older and all that, I just I just want to do more. Mm -hmm. So that's that's just motivated me to do this. Thank you. I appreciate all your hard work. Do anything while we were shut down for COVID? Yeah, I put on 36 pounds. That's all I did. <laughs> we all did, but Lavina and Jason. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, uh, That's that meat-free life over here. Yeah. <laughs> I put on a lot of weight. Um, but it, in, in a sense, it was kind of a good thing because it, how often do you get to be around your spouse or your family that, that much? When you yeah, work, yeah. get some rest. Yeah, so that was that was a good thing. I was able to spend time with my family and, and get a lot of rest. So, and I ate a lot. I um, was I was going to pull up the UAW Constitution, one of a brother or sisters in need, which the black brothers and sisters are in need of our help. Mm -hmm. So maybe that would bring everybody to come together for some people that aren't following yeah and I, I would say you know even with wild feed game you know I did that a couple of years ago with the Halen brothers um, it was it was an experience I was and you know talking with some of the guys about you know being the first black guy all that Doing that, I mean, we talked, we had a good time, we mingled, and come to find out, none of those guys are, you know, I could tell them, you know, I said, we get stereotyped as black, blacks always get stereotyped, I said, I said you guys get stereotyped too, you know, you know, I said, but you guys are nothing like what I would have imagined, mm -hmm. a lot of Christian guys on there, and, and, and church going, and, and funny, I mean, very, very funny guys. Um, I and I just say you know I think that when we're when we're in that building over there working whatever differences you got leave it outside the gate when we're in there we're, we're brothers and sisters I call everybody brother mm -hmm. and sis and all that when I'm in the plant I'm not just saying it just to be saying it I mean I I look at you as my brother and my sister mm -hmm. while we're there Amen. And, and, and you know, it's just that's just me. And you know, you may look at me differently once we're outside in the plant, but while we're there working, we gotta we gotta stand together. You know, just put your differences aside. And if you do it long enough, you get used to doing it all the time. I wasn't always a, a happy-go-lucky guy either. I was a, a frail butthole as a as a youngster. You know, I didn't get along with a lot of people. Didn't talk a lot. I was just that that guy you didn't want to be around, but you know, you put away your ego and, and, and your differences, and 
come to find out, there's a lot of good people out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've definitely ran into some people that if, you know, if I hadn't have transferred here, I would have, you know, of course you never would meet these people, but God puts people in your lives for a reason. And That's right. I feel like everybody is in here for a reason. So, you know, whether it's a good or a bad reason, there's a reason for you being here. So, yeah. Oh, and because of where I, you know, we're all over this planet. If there's anyone that ever needs to speak to someone, uh, like I said, my coach here is Janice Hodges. She's very well known in the plant too so you can always reach out to her thank you definitely appreciate that and any information that um that comes forward after this interview yes. reach out to us get sure it to will. us um you know we can always mm. plug it in because we we want to make sure that the members know yes um so anything just let us know any upcoming events. Gotcha. Um, I think I have your number. You got Lavina's mm -hmm. in contact with you. Um, just reach out to us, or you know, maybe we need to get our own mailbox too. Yeah, that would be. Good. Hey, I think we need to get our own mailbox. So if members Ooh. and committees want to drop off oh, their information. Right. We can add it to our interviews and our podcast daily too so we will also look into that that'd be great i definitely want to thank you all for inviting me in. no th yeah, thank, thank, thank you, you thank you for coming in. yeah really we really appreciate it come back anytime I sure will. Like, we get some more information. I'd be more than happy to come back and bring to birth a new world from the ashes of the old. For the union makes us strong. Stop.